Welcome to the Power Couples Rock Podcast, where our mission is to build a collective community of marriages, where we encourage, inspire, and support one another in order to have masterful marriages. We're Carlos, Catherine, Chris, and Sonia. Please check us out at powercouplesrock.com, follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. We believe that one of the most amazing legacies we can leave in life is a great marriage. So we hope you'll listen, learn, and love the conversation. Let's power up. Hello and welcome to the Power Couples Rock Podcast. My name is Chris and I'm here with two of my most favorite people in the universe. (laughs) Catherine and Carlos Green. What's up? The universe. Green machine. You're supposed to say the universe. He did. I did. Did you? Yeah. Maybe I did. You're supposed to listen. (laughs) This isn't all just you delivering the words. Two of my favorite people in the universe. Two of my favorite people in Gwinnett County. (laughs) Is that better? I'm also here with my most... Beautiful, the <laughs> one and only light of my life, Sonia. The one and only. <laughs> oh, she's blushing. Yes. I have one. I'm. I've like that's my achievement Bye. for the day. <laughs> Hopefully, this is not your first podcast because it's been a train wreck already for us. <laughs> no. um, we we love that you press play that you're you're listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast. We're having a ton of fun doing these things and we're getting some great feedback from you all and if you would just um if if you want to talk with us, we certainly do want to communicate with you. There's Power Couple uh, Power Couples Rock Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and God knows what other social media uh, is available by the time you're listening to it. We'll probably have one of those as well. But I am here with Carlos and Catherine and Sonia, and we're, we have a real heart for masterful marriages. And uh, something that we've been talking about is how you treat marriage and how that marriage is viewed. And I think going back to the originator and the designer of marriage is important. And that's why we're talking about covenant uh, today. So Carlos, I'll roll it over to you. Um, What is a covenant marriage? Thanks, Chris. And when we're talking about covenant marriage, we're talking about how marriage and why marriage was instituted. And I always go back as I was meditating on this particular topic that we were going to discuss tonight is who was the creator, the initiator of covenant relationship. And that's none other than our wonderful creator, God. He had covenants with Moses, Moses, Noah, and several other people that were in the Bible. And if we understand covenant and what covenant really means, a binding agreement between two or more 
persons or parties, that's just the surface of it. Mm. And I believe this particular podcast or what we like to call PowerPod is one of our most serious PowerPods. Because when we're talking about a covenant agreement, an everlasting agreement, an agreement that is established without expectations that you place on the other party, you enter into a covenant relationship understanding that regardless of the circumstances, regardless of how the other person is doing, my responsibility or my job is to serve that person and to honor that agreement that I've made with them. Mm. And so I want to make sure that our listeners on this podcast really go into a state of meditating and thinking on the word covenant and how they have really held that in a sacred place in their marriage for them specifically. So that's where I would love for us to lean into today to talk about that. Yeah. I think it, 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 it goes back to, you know, you think about people today and how they view marriage and we're not going to like try to cast a negative light on it, but you don't have to look far into statistics to see that most marriages are not lasting today. And I think it, it has something to do with what you're talking about in terms of how people view the importance of the marriage. And it's not just, I've decided I am like, this is the person for me and I will be able to love this person and this person and and I will be together forever and all and that's that I'm not saying that it's not necessarily true but there's going to be hardships and some people are it, 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 after a little while they're like this is just not working for me and we've just fallen apart and you know this is not what I bargained for and so it's done they don't think about a promise and and the importance you know when when you the first thing that that uh you know most marriages that happen in churches and whatnot that they say is holy, you know it's holy matrimony there mm-hmm. is it is it is forever been something that is centered around a covenant and centered around a promise to god and and a promise to that person right but also to god and there's there's no level of importance like that, I think, in a lot of um, a lot of marriages that are falling apart. And it makes it very clear in the Bible regarding this covenant relationship. It's expressed several times over regarding our covenant relationship. If we look in Genesis two, we look in Mark and Matthew regarding that covenant relationship when Christ says. And God says, for this cause, a man shall leave his mother and father or father and mother and cleave to his wife. And the two will become, will become one flesh. And then once we get over into the New Testament, 
it says, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. That then establishes that covenant relationship between a man and a woman, a husband and a wife that's supposed to last until eternity, until death do us part. And when we can hold that paradigm, that thought process, that intentionality, which I love using that word, in its proper perspective, and we can go into the marriage advisedly, then that helps us to live out our covenant relationship. Mm. So when I walk into my or join into that covenant relationship, if I can keep in mind that I've left my mother and father, thank God for what they've taught me, but now I've cleaved to Catherine. So now we become one flesh, a new unit, a new family, a new nuclear unit to honor God for that cause. To honor God, to represent him, to represent Christ and the church, to be the example for our kids and how a holy covenant is supposed to operate, and then to be the example for the community. Because the covenant is not, it's between Catherine and I, but it should be for the glory of God and for the benefit of all those that we touch. That's huge. That's great. Sonia, what say you to the covenant? You know, I was just sitting here thinking as Carlos talked, about how um, we're called to become one flesh. And I think that when you really stop and think a little bit about that, um, you know, it's kind of hard to separate something that's supposed to become and become one. Once you mix those two together, it's hard to, it should be more difficult, if not impossible, to pull those two apart. So, you know, I think that if we go, if we went into marriage thinking about it as deeply as it's truly intended, I think people would think twice about very quickly and very easily just stepping out of it when it doesn't meet the needs or the expectations that we enter into the marriage expecting that it really isn't about us. It's not really about um, our spouse, but it's about, well, it is about our spouse, but it's more about this relationship being together for God. And so I think the expectations and yeah. the pressure should be a little greater to do everything we can to make that work. Uh, that's just my perspective. Right. I like where you talk about the oneness and often what comes to mind is uh, when there are two colors of sand and you have a blue sand, a white that's sand right. in one bottle. And when you pour those in at the same time, they begin to mix together. And if you were to try to mm. just go yeah. pick out just mm-hmm. the right. blue sand, but you no yeah. longer can do you that because now eggs. that it has mm-hmm. come together, right. it's very difficult okay. to yeah. You can't. Right. Like once you scramble those eggs, I mean, yeah. try to unscramble. Sorry. Okay. Nope. <laughs> That's great. You can't. You just threw that out there, Chris. I, I, like, know, hey, I like that. Great. Hey, I like the the sand was was prettier. I, you know that the, the, the blue and white sand that was very it was much more eloquent. But I've never been known for eloquency. Sorry. 
Sorry, everyone. <laughs> we no. just we love that you're real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, you know, I, I can't help but think about this. You know how much this applies to, um, you know, to marriage and to everything else, and to scripture and and to everything you're saying is like we all if if we all had to sit and come up with what the traditional wedding vows are we would kind of we would we would kind of figure it out right now we we know like word three or four words here through we are now here for holy matrimony and um what you said let let uh, you know no man, no man put, put asunder that's usually what what uh someone who's or, you know orchestrating the the marriage the the pastor whomever that's that's doing the the marriage usually says at the end of of it and those are words and those are words we know, and we just kind of put them out. But do we really, do we really understand the 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 huge depth of what that says? And are we even when we were getting married, were we really, did we truly understand that? And even now, if you've been married ten years, five years, fifteen, forty. Are you, do you really know what you signed, not signed up for, what you came before God and, and, and everyone and said, I am pledging myself to this person. This will be, we will be one. And, and I honestly, that's something I don't think everyone really has pressed pause and said, wow. Like these are words. These are words everyone's memorizing. And the, he says it and repeat after me and da da da. It was like, are we really understanding this? So I think part of it is talking about the covenant and you know what is a covenant and what is a, what is a covenant versus what is maybe a, a contract? Because I think people look at 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 marriage somewhat contractually. This is a transaction you know this is a all right we're going to get married this is cool we're going to go to this person we're going to sign this and we're going to be together and and all of that stuff but what there's so much more to what that from a con contract standpoint versus a covenant standpoint is carlos and i think i I know you've got some some thoughts on that i do love that thanks for setting that up because with the contract mentality versus the covenant mentality Again, we had talked about just when you enter into the union, you're talking about giving yourself, not in what you're going to receive from your spouse, but you really want to make sure, I like that word, really, you want to make sure that you're giving everything you have to your spouse, not making it dependent on what your spouse is going to give you. You're trying to, if I can use the word, you're trying to outserve your spouse. That's That's what you do in that covenant relationship. So uh, I love that God enters into a relationship with us with unconditional love. It's it's never about what we've done because he's always pursuing us. Mm. And so in the same way, we should be pursuing our spouses. Irregardless of what we may think is their weakness or their downfall, 
they've got so much value to add to our relationship. Yeah. And we should be celebrating that. And I believe, if, I think I squirreled a little bit, but <laughs> if we looked at the contract versus the covenant, a contract is an exchange of goods and services. Okay, you give me this and I'll give you that. Transaction. Transactional. But the covenant has always been relational. It's always been about a person, people, their relationship, and how they actually serve each other. And that's the first thing. So we can't view this for that, but I want to give you all of me in this covenant relationship. So that's the first thing, not transactional. The second is, is it for my own personal benefit? That's why I'm getting married. Mm -hmm. Because I think if I get married to you, you're going to complete me. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to make me happy. This just feels right. This feels so good. I've never found anybody that can make me feel as good as you. And those are all great things. Those are great things. Right. But there's, (laughs) those are, there's so much more, right? It's so much more. So here is, again, I reiterate, it should be about how do I make sure that you as my spouse are benefiting from marrying me. So one of the questions I always ask myself, is my wife, is Catherine better off because she married me than Mm. if she had? Is she better off because she married me? That's selfless. Mm. Oh, I like that word. You've you've given, you're you're giving, like it doesn't matter what you get back. You're giving everything you have. Mm -hmm. You're just like, and that's when you look at someone and you say, is she, is she a better, is she a better person because of me? Of me. And people say, well, how does better look? Mm-hmm. How does better look? Is she better off spiritually? Is she better off emotionally? Mm-hmm. Is she better off physically? Is she happy? Is she happy, joyful? Does she have a sense for me as a man? Does she have a sense of security? In our relationship, in her home, does she feel very secure? Yeah. So walking through those dynamics or those Mm. items there and having that conversation just to make sure that I'm giving everything that she needs to feel appropriate or secure in our relationship. And that works both ways. Uh, It's just not one sided and me investing in Carlos and Mm-hmm. Making sure he is respected. Um, oftentimes, I, um, not, not recently, but early on, when you're around married couples, some will um, kind of down their husbands and mm-hmm. you know talk negative about them and not trying to build them up. And so mine is to respect and to build him up and to outserve him. Mm-hmm. So as I'm learning about him, and I'm not I'm learning about myself, but I'm also wanting to please God in this relationship. And so that is some of the things that I look at to make sure that I'm doing my part and he's just not one-sided and he's doing all of these things for me. Mm. Yeah, one of the I biggest mean, I, I, I'm I'm sorry if I'm, no, I'm interrupting, but um 
one of the things in the covenant, which is marriage, that, that we, we hear is in sickness and in health, <laughs> right? And, okay, as a part of this much more than a promise. I don't even by saying promise, I feel like I'm not I'm not giving it enough. So in this covenant, you say in sickness and in health. Uh in isn't it in, in riches and poor mm-hmm. like, for richer for poor. For, for richer, richer for, for poor. poor. Thank you. Sickness See, and she's health. completing me right now. <laughs> for better for, better, for, for, better, worse. for worse. better for worse. Okay, so this plays into this, right? Right? It, you, it, this isn't just this isn't about you. This is not about me. This is this this is this is this is about her. And in her heart, she says it's about me. Correct. But I'm not looking for it. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm 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 trying to be selfless, like like you're saying. Because there's gonna be hard times, there's gonna be uh financial hardships, there's going to be sickness, I'm gonna get, you know, old and break a hip. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm probably going to lose my mind. I, and, and Sonia sometimes feels like I already have, but you promised that through all of that, you will still be one flesh. Yes. And people, most people are, are not honoring that. So that I, I love what you said, because that leads us to that third point. A contract would be very temporary, mm-hmm. but a covenant is permanent. So in all of those areas, That's in right. sickness and in health, for richer, for poor, for better, for worse, till death do us part, that is a permanency when we're talking about the covenant relationship. I well, think, I think Sonia, we no longer, I think, you know, we want nothing more than to always have someone that has our back and this, that we feel confident is always going to be there. And I think there's something great to be said about having a spouse and that being your spouse to know that there's this security that no matter what, no matter how sick I get, no matter how, you know, God forbid, you know, I do lose my mind or I don't remember who they are, that they still are there for me because that's what they promised to do. I mean, I just think there's just something great about that. I remember Three or four years ago, when I went into the hospital for a, remember that? Mm -hmm. I went in for just a, what was considered a minor routine surgery that should have kept me in the hospital for a couple days, two or three days, days, three days. And it ended up being 30 days. And then even after that, two more months before I could actually go back to work, right? With infections, a second surgery, the cancer. All of that, but I never wavered. Uh, Catherine was so amazingly present mm. every single yeah. day. Saw that, yeah. So never, she made me feel so secure. I mean, there were times where literally I was in so much pain. She said, okay, no one can see you today. Because I was, I didn't think I was going to die, but the pain was so unbearable. Mm -hmm. And she was just right there. Or even when they had to put the tube up my nose down because I couldn't 
I remember <sighs> I remember getting that note from her saying because <laughs> let's just say that Carlos is a very popular man. <laughs> Everyone loves Carlos. Everyone loves Carlos. Oh and I'm sure, in fact, I'm, 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 I went there to see him and every time there was a line. Um, <laughs> Catherine was out charging admission. <laughs> no, she wasn't. That's how I paid the hospital. Uh, <laughs> but I could, I could just, I could just see like you were in some pain, but I think, I think Catherine wanted a break too. She didn't want to see anybody. <laughs> she didn't That's want what to it know. was. <laughs> no, I don't want to downplay that. You're you're right because I I remember that time and I remember how you were down, right? Mm. You were obviously you were down. You were sick and you were in and and Catherine just she grabbed she she grabbed she took hold of the flame and she was like and and like loved on you because you guys were one and and knew how to, you know, how to get through that whole mm-hmm. thing. That's tremendous. It was. So yeah. we've got a lot of people that are hearing this and they're in different stages of their lives. And you may have someone who's not married yet. Maybe they're thinking about married and be getting married. You've got people that are newlyweds and they're hearing this and they're going, uh-oh. <laughs> I, I read those words and repeated those words too. And now mm. I'm starting to stir a little bit and start, you know, and then you've got some people like us that have been married for 20 plus years or whatever. And they're looking at this and they're also thinking about what we say. So what are some practical sort of applications for, for people that are in various states of marriage or thinking about getting marriage as, as it relates to this covenant and what, 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 how do you go forward with this information and um, and apply it. I think one of the things that you can do, I believe one of the things that people can do is one is to have your own personal communion with God. Mm. To truly get the scriptures that we've talked about, Genesis and Matthew and Mark regarding you leave, cleave, and become one flesh, let no man put asunder, Get that in your spirit by communing with God. And it's not by chance that if you look at Ephesians 5, 21 or 22 through 33, that it kind of talks through, it does talk through the roles and responsibilities of the husband and the wife. But then if you move over into chapter six, it tells you how you put on the whole armor of God. Mm -hmm. Because you are going to have some challenging situations that are going to kind of come through and attack your marriage. Yep. But if you're not putting on the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, the, your feet shot for the preparation of the gospel of peace, the sword and the shield and praying, got to put that prayer in there. So that's all of those things that you can do to commune with God, to get that in your spirit. That will, one, help you to protect, respect the covenant. That's the first thing. The second thing is to have conversations with your spouse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's very important to have that level of conversation to say, babe, let's talk about the covenant. What does that look like for you? 
How do we make sure that we're going to honor, respect, and protect the covenant? How do we make sure that we're glorifying God in our relationship? How do we make sure that our children are seeing the example of a healthy marriage relationship that honors the covenant? How do we make sure that our friends are seeing and family are seeing a healthy relationship that's growing, Mm -hmm. that's thriving, that's able to get over anything for better or for worse in any of our situations? I have a thought related to that. So what what would you say to someone that says that that's that's touched by this in particular and saying, you know what, I need to go back to the wedding vows and I need to go back to these scriptures you're you're talking about and really understand and commune and understand this and then have that conversation with my spouse and target a renewing of those vows in a whole new light, right? In a way, I I understand this feels a little symbolic, right? You're going through another ceremony or whatever. I'm not saying, you know, necessarily you you would have to. I mean, you could do it, you know, in your own bedroom with Mm -hmm. with her and and read the vows together and, um, you know, know, do that with a whole new meaning because you've studied that together. Mm -hmm. And actually say the vows again together, you know, pray together, like be, be together. And, and to me, that almost feels like, I mean, you don't need a reception with a band. You don't need your parents walking down the aisle and somebody playing, you know, you don't need any of that. Right. You know, um, but actually saying those vows, whether it's a nice little ceremony, if you want to have a nice little ceremony, or if you just want to do it together, but saying those vows after studying this a little bit more intently as far as what that promise is and what that could lead to, I think could, could, you know, couldn't be bad. No, I think that's fantastic. It's a great way to look at it, Chris. That's a way to start to go Mm -hmm. back to the beginning of when you said those vows and to break them down and have discussion around it and conversation because the truth of the matter is you're um, you've grown in places that you probably hadn't even thought of since the time you said I do. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you have grown. Mm-hmm. And so you may have just a whole different meaning about what it means to you now because yeah. you've had life experiences. You've gotten inf- more information about it. You really have taken it to heart and understood those vows and what they really meant. So I think that's important. That's a great point that you bring out. That could be a good start for mm-hmm. conversation for couples. Okay, so right now on the podcast, Catherine, you are going to remarry Sonia and I. <laughs> Sonia? <laughs> this is not a joke. You're hurting my feelings. Right? You, you don't want to marry me again? I haven't pondered. I haven't been in communion with God about these. I need to do that first. Come on, I'm feeling inspired. Yes. I love Continue it. to talk about even the oneness. Ask yourself a question, questions about some of the conversations that we had. What does oneness mean to you? You know, define that and let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Where have you seen oneness show up in your relationship? Give examples. 
that gets you to discussing about what that looks like. And then then we talked about the covenant and, you know, let's talk a little bit more about the covenant. What what is your understanding about it mm-hmm. and have dialogue about it? We have to be we talk about this a lot intentional about time together to discuss those important things um, that we mm-hmm. need to have as married couples. And and I, I don't want us to I don't want our listeners to think that you've got to be all spiritual about this. Mm, you don't have to be all spiritual like, oh, let's make sure that we go through every verse in the Bible that actually talks about marriage. No. Just have a conversation. Right, right. An organic conversation yeah. about feels, your relationship. If it feels like you're working and it's just like, oh, this feels like it's, it's like I have to do all of this stuff in order yes. to that's right. right. Yeah. Just needs to feel organic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just you know, it's too, don't do too much. Yeah. Right. Yes. Just bring it down. Let's just talk about our oneness, our covenant, a couple of scriptures that gets us started mm-hmm. in the conversation. So if we do our communion and then we have our conversation, then it makes it easier to have conversation with other couples. And I think that us for here, I think it helps us because iron sharpens iron. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So even after we do the podcast or because we do life together, we have some of these hard discussions and it helps both of us grow. Yes. And I believe that we're all relational and we all have to have community that helps us grow and helps us to stay accountable for each other or maybe find somebody that you respect their marriage um someone who's been in marriage for 50 years or for 30 years if you've just gotten married Mm -hmm. or someone whose marriage you look at and say hey i really like the way they do things and have discussion with those individuals to see what you can learn Mm -hmm. from them Mm -hmm. i think is a good way to do that i think one thing too is important for our listeners to know i've heard conversation with other couples who says you know, maybe my spouse doesn't have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so what do I do about that? Right. And I think um, we have to, you know, if we have that relationship with God, we we don't want to force God on anyone. That's not mm-hmm. the way to receive. But where you can start is is with your relationship with God. But also just start with the covenant and where you when you were married and talk about that um, because that removes like some of the barriers and some, and some openness mm-hmm. so that you can have dialogue about it. Right. And I know that we've got several couples that are not married yet and they're looking to say, well, you're talking about people that are already married. How do we do this? But I think this is so important for people before they enter into this covenant to have this type of communion with God, then to take a look at the conversation that they're having with the one that they want to marry and then go out and do life with couples that are married, that they respect, just like you said, Mm -hmm. Sonia, so that they can get the full breath of what it really means to enter into a covenant relationship and glorify God. I think that's a that's a really great way to uh, to wrap this up. Uh, we're we're coming to the end of this. There, we could we could go on for another hour, um, but you don't you don't want to. 
Okay, let's go. Okay. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I think Bold. our listeners need to digest <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, one other way um, to to work on this is to listen to podcasts like Power Couple. Power Couple's Rock. Rock. Right, right. Oh, wait, you're already doing that. <laughs> Thank you again for listening, for pressing play. We appreciate uh, everyone who's listening, downloading, however you're listening. Thank you so much. We appreciate the feedback. Continue, please, to uh, connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Power Couples Rock. Any parting words from, from you all? I just want to make sure that people truly understand covenant relationship and for them to do their own study. I challenge everyone to do your own study on the word of covenant, meaning a binding agreement and what that really means in their relationship. There you go. Power up. Let's get powered up. Thanks for listening to the Power Couples Rock podcast. We hope that you've been encouraged, inspired, and supported. Please listen and subscribe to our other Power Pods as we are confident that they will strengthen your marriage. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. It's there where we can extend these discussions together, take these conversations, and your marriage to the next level. Enjoy your day and power up.